Listener Production. Not only is Lindy Cohen a wealth of knowledge when it comes to health and nutrition, she's also a best-selling author, mum and a business owner. You'll probably find her debunking health myths and cooking up mouth-drooling recipes on the Today Show. Safe to say, she's a total powerhouse. Lindy, she's back today to answer the seven I ask all my guests these seven questions because I want to hear what their approach is to life, what their approach is to their health, and how they approach their challenges. How do you fill your cup? Mm, My mental health walks are a bit of a mainstay and essential in my life. I made the transition from calling them, you know, I used to exercise for punishment as a way to burn calories. And then I realized that moving my body was essential for my mental health and simply calling Mm. them my mental health walks. They always get done because my brain needs it. And Mm. I always feel better for it. And it doesn't matter how many steps I get. It doesn't matter where my heart rate is. All that matters is that I'm enjoying myself and I'm getting out there and I always feel grateful for it. So that is a very important part of my process. You know what's interesting? I've stopped, well, and this isn't new, but I used to wear like the heart rate monitor and calculate my steps and everything because I was training for Ironman and doing other races and I don't do any of that anymore. And it's not because I'm not, it's not because the data doesn't interest me, but because it made me feel like I was you become obsessive, right? Like if you if you think about what you ate that day and then you write it down, then it's like a food diary and there's – it's kind of – it's a really slippery slope. That's how it feels like for me. And so when I was wearing all of that stuff and I was getting all of that data, then I would want to improve the next day and then if the next day I didn't do those steps and I would feel bad and it just – you lose the original intention. You so have to be mindful of that. I really love that point. If you're one of the people who, let's say you want to get 10,000 steps and you're at 990 steps and you're bouncing around in your bathroom while you're brushing your teeth to try and finish (laughs) that 10,000 steps, then it's probably a clue that wearing a a step, uh, you know, a step count pedometer is not the right thing for you to be doing. I think that is a nice little clue. And being mindful of how, as you said, how much of a slippery slope that is. Personally, I'm the kind of person who can get to 9,900 and just go to sleep because it just is what it is. I don't really care. Yeah, I can't. So it's all about your relationship (laughs) to it. And yeah, they're not always a good thing. They're not always a bad thing. Yeah, I love that. What helps you to manage? Because you're obviously a very busy woman. Uh, You've got a podcast, you've got your online program, you're a nutritionist, you're a dietitian, you have clients, you're very prolific on social media. So what helps you manage all of those different responsibilities? And you're a mum of two and you've got a husband. I know, it's a lot. The husband is managing. No, he doesn't. He's wonderful. But um, I talked about this in my book, Your Weight is Not the Problem. I talked about when I was logging onto Pinterest, I was pinning all these different images to different boards of all the different people that I wanted to be. So I have one board and it's all about growing a vegetable garden and it's like women in like <laughs> flowing dresses and like crimped hair and just natural, you know, and they're, and they're cooking using that food. And then there's a different mom and she's like, it's like my marketing business board and she's like, she's turning up in her power suits and she's doing all those things and, oh, God, I want to be her. And then there's, there's Montessori mom and, you know, it's like all these little – parenting hacks that I could be doing and then there's exercise mum and she's like wearing her cute outfit and she's like doing all these pull-ups and at some point I realized I can be 
this woman, but I can't be all these women. I can't simultaneously be these women. I can choose which woman I would like to be more like, but I can't be the fashionista and the prolific, you know, ultra marathoner and I can't run the business perfectly. There are going to be seasons in my life where something takes greater importance and other things dim down. So right now I've just had a baby. I'm very much in an era of being with my family. My business has probably been sidelined ever so slightly to make room for this. And I think that's the important thing. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. And you simply, you certainly can't do it all at once. So being okay with the fact that you are going to be imperfect in certain aspects of your life at all times, you'll always, you will never complete all rings in all aspects of your life. You'll never have streaks on everything. I think that is a very important thing to do and to have compassion for yourself and to realize it's not something you need to do better. You don't need to try harder. You don't need to optimize or reschedule or whatever. Maybe this is just the season of life and there'll be another season. Is there something you traded in or you've sacrificed to have the life that you have now? <laughs> There's so much that I've sacrificed. I re I think about my definition of success all the time. It's the mm. thing that I like that I lie in bed at night and it keeps me awake. And I've let go <laughs> of this idea of I need to earn a certain amount of money to be successful. I think for me, success is this idea of having time, of having calm in a peace, in not feeling like I'm chasing a goal and that that feels really good for me. So I've really had to let go of the external idea that more is more and that working harder is always the best thing. I'm very purpose-driven. I love what I do, but I am no longer willing to burn myself out in order to get there. What's one thing you wish you knew five years ago? <laughs> so much. <laughs> um, five years ago, I was absolutely burning myself out with work and yeah. I wouldn't even allow myself to have a lunch break. And that was incredibly problematic. So I wish I knew back then that you don't need to work long days to get a lot of stuff done. And it's kind of like this idea with exercise and eating. You often think that I need to do more. I need to eat less. Mm. I need to exercise harder. But what you really need to do is you need to turn up imperfectly. So imperfect consistency is what I'm all about. So some days you're going to turn up and you exercise at 10% and some days you'll turn up and you'll be at 90%. So some days you'll turn up to your desk and like fluff around for five minutes and not get much done. And other days you'll be incredibly productive. All that matters is that we're turning up and we're turning up imperfectly. So I kind of wish I knew that idea a little bit sooner that all that matters is that you're just turning up every single day. Yeah, and not to berate yourself when you don't manage to get through your ridiculously long, unrealistic to-do list. I have also done that before. So when you're feeling unmotivated, what do you do? What's your go-to? Uh, step away from my desk and yeah. probably go listen to some music. I might go for a run. I might just have some solo time. I think I probably just would step away from it all and disconnect. That seems to always revive my energy and give me motivation. I typically have the best thoughts when I'm not thinking about having the thoughts. What's one thing you wish more women would do? I wish more women would start before they think they're ready. Mm. If I had waited to be good at 
I do live TV. So if I had waited to be good at talking on live TV, I would have never gotten practice so that I could actually become good at talking live on TV. The first time I did a TV appearance, I am deer in the headlights. (laughs) I was terrible. I was terrible. And now after seven years, I don't get nervous. My heart doesn't jump out of my chest like it once did. And I am now good at it, but I didn't wait. I didn't wait until I'd lost weight to start dating. Otherwise I would have never met my husband. I didn't, didn't wait till I lost weight to do anything. I I decided that I was going to start living and suddenly my life just transformed and, and changed. There are people who wait until they've lost weight, till they allow themselves to start running or allow themselves to buy new clothes because I want to only buy clothes when I get to this goal weight. Mm. Stop waiting on the weight to live your life. Your life is happening right now and you're missing it. Go, go swimming, turn up in the photos, be in your life because you'll reach the end of your life and realize that you missed the whole thing because you never ended up losing enough weight to satisfy yourself. Lindy, thank you so much. It's been an absolute joy for me to speak with you. You're very, very wise. I always walk away from a conversation with you feeling like, wow, it's almost like you read, it's almost like you read my mind. Um, yeah, you're very wise and very insightful. So thank you so much, mate. Thank you. A lot of hard won lessons. <laughs> If you haven't listened to all of Lindy's episodes yet, go back and do that now. They are amazing. You can follow her on Instagram at nude underscore nutritionist. And she has a website where you can find out more about her book, Your Weight Is Not The Problem, and her podcast, No Wellness Wankery. I have been a guest on her podcast. It is fantastic. She's also got a Keep It Real program where you can learn how to stop binge eating for good. So head to lindycohen.com to find out more information about all of those. Thanks for listening to Terea Pitt's Pep Talk. Follow to get new pep talks every day. Listener.